Welcome to the MidPen Bank Podcast, a conversation with President and CEO Rory Retrieve. Our topics cover the DNA and heartbeat of MidPen Bank, happenings in the communities where we operate, and insights on the financial services industry. In this episode, Rory is joined by Chief Revenue Officer Scott Micklewright to discuss Kevin O'Leary's recent comments regarding a lack of lending in U.S. banks, the various types of lending MidPen Bank offers customers, MidPen Bank's lending activity over the past few years, and the fact we are lending money to customers. Here's the conversation. All right, MidPen Bank Podcast. Here we go with episode number two. And uh, I've got, of course, Scott Boschancic with me on the engineering board. And we have a, uh, a guest this week, Scott Micklewright, who's our chief revenue officer. But Scott Boschancic, how was your uh, Labor Day weekend? A uh, very nice weekend. We uh, spent the weekend in State College uh, going to the football game. Now, we, oh, yeah, the uh, Penn State game. The Penn State game. Big yes. win for Penn State. Good way to start the season. Yep. I think they even covered with a late touchdown, right? <laughs> Six seconds left. <laughs> <laughs> And and the news about Jimmy Buffett, uh, how how'd that hit you? Uh, it hit my fan, my mother in law really hard. She'd seen him a number of times, so we had a little we had a little get together Sunday afternoon and made sure to have a margarita for him. There you go, a margarita for Margaritaville man. All right, so what are we here to talk about today? We're going to talk about loans. You know, there's there's a guy. He's a uh, celebrity. He's on Shark Tank. Kevin O'Leary. You probably know him. He's weighed in a lot about things that are going on in the economy. He thinks we're, you know, ready for chaos in the American economy. And, you know, back in March after Silicon Valley, he was predicting a huge run on banks. In fact, he was encouraging people to take their money out of smaller banks and put it into bigger banks. And I think that that was probably as a result of Secretary Yellen you know, kind of indicating that they were going to cover the deposits for the uh, for the too big to fails or the systemically important. But then he also he weighed in a, a week or two ago and said that he he thinks that there's no one lending money across the uh, country. And the interesting thing about the comments that he's made, and you know, I kind of relate this back to in the uh, Great Recession in 2009, right after Barack Obama became president, when he said that, you know, they were going to make sure that they handled fat cat bankers, right? And and I remember at that time, like, people <laughs> coming to me and saying, wow, you know, the, the president just called you a fat cat banker. And I'm like, I, I don't think he meant us. He didn't mean the, you know, the folks that are in the community bank space. He meant those, you know, those fat cat bankers, those uh, really big companies. And, I, and I'm not sure that Kevin O'Leary means all banks or... It means big regional banks or, you know, if he even means community banks. I wanted to bring Scott in today to talk about, you know, what we've been seeing in lending, you know, not just over the past couple months, but over the past, you know, five years. And Scott's been with the bank for coming up on 15 years, and he's been our chief lending officer originally for the past five years. He's been the chief revenue officer, which means he basically covers everything that the customer sees. So all the retail, all the lending activity. So Scott, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. You bet. So do you agree with Kevin O'Leary that that banks aren't lending money? 
No, really exact opposite from our side. We've been very busy for, obviously, since we've been here for the last 15 years, but specifically, really the last five or six years, we've ramped it up and we've done a ton of lending across all different segments. What about, what about since Silicon Valley? And, and, you know, look, I talked about this in a bunch of videos that I posted to our website uh, back in March and April, and that was a, a devastating situation for all banks but particularly for the bigger regional banks. And, you know, Kevin, Le- Kevin O'Leary, by the way, said that he thought that the, I'm paraphrasing a little bit, but he thought that the management team at Silicon Valley was, you know, a bunch of dummies. And I probably agree with that. But so what, what's activity been like since 2022 when they raised rates 450 basis points? And in 2023 since March, since the, you know, the kind of fallout. So what have, what have we been able to do in deposits and what have we been able to do in loans? And you don't have to give exact numbers, but just, you know, kind of, you know, what you've been seeing. Sure. Yeah. Obviously from a market standpoint, we're in crazy times. If you look the last couple of years, interest rates were really low. You're talking kind of five-year fixed rates, probably in the fours, some in the fives and activity was very strong. You know, lending across the board, especially on the commercial side, you know, we were lending, you know, almost a billion dollars of commercial loans in the last couple of years, obviously with rates being down. So you'd say, you know, what's happening since then with rates rising? You know, obviously what we've seen is, you know, something that we haven't seen in a long time. Rates have gone up, you know, 400, 500 basis points across the board. You know, fixed rates today are probably in the sevens, some are in the eights. Uh, And activity from a surprising standpoint is still very strong across the board. We're right on pace to where we've done the last couple of years. Uh, Again, at the end of the day, the last few years, we were lending, you know, in the fours and fives and lending close to a billion dollars of commercial loans, close a billion and a half dollars of all loans. And if you look at where we are on pace through six months of this year, we're right on the same pace. That's great. So, yeah, last year we we originated a billion and a half dollars of loans. Now, you know, we have like three primary categories, commercial loans, which are business loans or commercial real estate, residential mortgages, and home equity loans. So let's talk about the residential mortgages first. Over the, you know, since the escalation in interest rates in 2022, that business has declined a lot for us because we do purchase money mortgages and we do refinances and what's happened to both of those ends. Yeah, from a residential side, that is the one area that's, you know, been hit pretty hard. If you look, you know, previously when rates were really low, you know, again, if you go back two, three years ago, 30-year rates were in the twos and threes. We were doing about 60% refis and about 40% purchase. And we were doing probably about 300 to $400 million of residential mortgage activity, uh, which was really strong activity for us. Our mortgage team is a a team based out of 10 originators that cover kind of the whole state of Pennsylvania. So to do about $400 million there out of 10 people is really strong. If you look at where we've gone, you know, obviously over the last, you know, last year, rates are, have risen dramatically. You know, average 30-year rates today are in the sevens. Uh, so if you look across the board, that same, you know, market, we are now about 95% purchase and about 5% refinance. Wow. So a lot different. So, yeah, that's... That, and that, there's no way to turn that around. I mean, who's refinancing a home right now? Nobody. Unless yeah. they're going through some type of personal situation, those are the only refinances you're seeing. Right. Like a f- divorce, unfortunately, or something of that nature. 
But the purchase money market is okay, not great, but it, okay. It's okay. You know, really one of the things you see there is a, there's a real lack of inventory. So if you look, you know, look at, you know, your neighborhood or my neighborhood, any home that goes up for sale is getting three, four, you know, offers and is getting sold in a short period of time. So you have two issues. You got long-term rates being in the sevens, which really haven't scared as many borrowers away as you think. But then the second and probably the bigger issue is the lack of inventory. There's really no homes on the market out there. And if there is a good home on the market, it's selling and it's selling at a good rate. Yeah, we got, we benefited from really low interest rates in the residential mortgage, not just we mid-pen bank, but the country. And I mean, you were, we were borrowing in the twos, right? 30-year mortgages in the twos, which is incredible. And, you know, my first mortgage back in 1996, when you guys were probably in high school, I think the interest rate was eight. And I felt kind of fortunate to get that because shortly before that, interest rates were double digits. And so now, you know, people are rightly, you know, complaining about those rates being in the sevens. But this too shall pass. And, you know, sooner or later, those rates hopefully will come back down to, you know, some kind of historical norm. Yeah, that's that's a tough thing to be able to digest going from two and a half or three percent to seven or seven and a quarter. But the fact of the matter is we haven't shut off any pipelines. We're actively like you still have the same number of residential mortgage originators and they're still canvassing, you know, the same areas of the state and now New Jersey. They'd love to make <laughs> they'd love to make a loan. So if Kevin O'Leary knows people that are looking for residential mortgages and doesn't know anyone lending them, send them our way, Kevin. So that's, that's good. And then let's talk about home equity loans. So what do we do from a home equity loan standpoint or a consumer loan standpoint? Yeah, the main product we have is a home equity loan. And there's two types of home equity loans. There's the installment loan, which is the fixed rate over a certain period of time. And then there's the line of credit. And again, from a consumer standpoint, that's about 98% of what we do on the consumer side. So how has that activity been over the past 18 months? You know, 18 months ago, strong. Again, when Prime was, you know, at that point, Prime was probably in the fives and sixes. You know, overall activity, you know, you're seeing a lot of expansion, a lot of people that, again, they weren't buying new homes anymore. So they decided to start fixing up their, you know, their current home. You know, if you'd look probably over the last three or four months, it slowed a little bit, you know, with Prime now being in the mid eights, you know, a standard home equity line of credit is going to be Prime or Prime plus one. So you're talking about mid eights to mid nines. So, you know, even though activity on the home equity side might be a little slower, it's still active. You still have borrowers out there. Do they generally use those loans for home improvement or to, you know, buy some other big or make some other big investment? I mean, hopefully they're not using it to refinance credit card debtors. <laughs> no, the primary product we use is definitely for home improvement. And what you see, you know, bathroom remodel, kitchen remodel, you know, putting in a pool in the backyard, Things that, again, at one point they might have thought about, you know, kind of moving up, trading up and buying a new house with the inventory levels being as low as they are. Instead of people trading up and buying a new house, they're just really deciding to fix up their current house. Well, I know my friend BJ Worzen over at West Shore Home, he's he's doing bath and kitchen and windows and doors and things all throughout the country. He doesn't seem to be slowing down. So I guess people have access to money to be able to to do those things. Yeah, absolutely. You know, ultimately, people, I think, are deciding to use the equity that they have in their current homes and start making improvements to their properties. Right. And then let's talk about the biggest aspect of what we do are commercial loans or business loans. 
and there's there's really two types. There are you know commercial and industrial loans, lines of credit, term loans, equipment lines, uh, et cetera, and then of course commercial real estate. So, what are you seeing in that? And let's let's talk about the CNI loans first, and then we'll talk about commercial real estate. Yeah, it's still active. Again, even though you know rates are in the sevens or eights, if you have a you know a business that's looking to expand, whether it's to buy that piece of equipment or you know an operating line of credit for future growth or even a business acquisition of a future deal, you know you're ultimately absolutely still seeing you know tons of activity in, on the market. Yeah, so those lines of credit are priced at you know variable rates and you know generally tied to prime, and prime's gone up as you said earlier over 500 basis points. So. Have those businesses, have they been able to digest those increases? Have we seen any stresses or strains in, you know, their ability to to cover those interest payments? No. You know, from our side, look, our, you know, our activity across the board with our borrowers, our borrowers are very strong. You know, depending upon what market they're in, what you're seeing is, you know, a lot of those prices being increased across the board, maybe into whatever they're selling, or if they're in, you know, some type of hospitality, you know, business, you're starting to see their services being a little bit more expensive. Uh, but they're able to withstand the, you know, the increased borrowing cost. Now, when you're, when you're making a commercial loan, what are the things that you focus on? So you're making a loan to a business, whether it's for an equipment purchase and a term loan or a line of credit, what are the fundamentals that you look at? Yeah, I mean, obviously the basics. So, you know, you're looking at the character of the business. You're looking at, you know, we're not lending directly to the business. We're rent lending to the people behind the business. So I think that's the biggest difference between a bank like us and, uh, you know, as you'd say, maybe those too big to fail banks where, you know, they might be lending directly to their business and not lending to the people behind it. We're lending directly to the people behind the business. They're probably doing credit score type of, you know, lending and, you know, particularly when it relates as it relates to small business. But we really get involved in our customers. We, you know, understand their business. We get to know them really well. And I think that you said it perfectly. We're not making a loan to the business. We're making a loan to the individuals that, that own or run the business. So how has that activity been over the past 18, 12 to 18 months? It's been strong. You know, if you look across the board, you know, we've seen double digit growth really in all in all areas. And, you know, again, that's not, you know, from our side, we've consistently seen double digit growth. But where you're seeing it across the board now is you're seeing some other banks maybe, you know, draw back a little bit, you know, whether they have a loan to deposit issue or whether they have a liquidity issue. So you're seeing less competitors in the market, but we are still very active. So you're saying that Kevin O'Leary is talking about the other banks, not us. Correct. <laughs> so and then let's get to the, you know, the big thing uh, that a lot of community banks do, commercial real estate. And, you know, if you're a community bank in this country and you're lending money, you're lend- making commercial real estate loans. So how big is that portfolio for us and how's that held up over the past 12 to 18 months? Yeah, the portfolio is obviously of significant size. You know, if you look at our loan portfolio, so we're a five plus billion dollar bank with a four plus billion dollar loan portfolio. You know, more than half of that is obviously in commercial real estate. But the one thing I'd say is it's in all different segments of commercial real estate. You know, you hear people talk about office and clearly we have some office exposure, but we also have, you know, some industrial exposure. We have some manufacturing exposure. We're, you know, pretty well, you know, segregated across the board in all different markets. When you make a commercial real estate loan, so it's, let's say it's for, you know, some type of uh, building, whether they're, you know, manufacturing building or, or an office building, whatever, we're going to amortize that out over on average 
what, 20 years? Yeah, over 20 years. You know, again, from our side, we're looking at, you know, 20 years and we're probably going to do that deal at, you know, anywhere between 70 to 80% financing. Right. And we, we always love to get what? So we're going to get deposits and we're going to get guarantor support behind it. Absolutely. Now that's not in every instance, but you know, we, we try to make, get a respectable loan to value and we try to get the people that own the building to stand behind it. I mean, you know, share the risk with us. Absolutely. And one of the things, you know, we haven't really talked about is, you know, us from a community bank standpoint, we're talking a lot about loans and we've been very active from a lending standpoint. But the only reason we can do that is we're making sure we're getting great deposits across the board from all different segments because we're really borrowing against ourselves. Absolutely. So it wouldn't make sense for us or any other community bank, for that matter, to only make uh, commercial real estate loans and not get deposits with it because how how are you going to fund those loans otherwise? Absolutely. I mean, you're borrowing overnight. If you're trying to fund it by borrowing overnight, your borrowing overnight costs today are in the mid fives, 545 right. as of last week. So again, to be able to get the spread that you want, you'd have to charge a significant amount you know, above that. So in essence, what we've done is we borrow against ourselves by making sure if we're lending that person the money that we're going to get a nice deposit relationship to go with it. So on that 20-year loan. Uh, you might have a 20-year term or you might have something a little bit less than that. But what about the interest rate? So in residential mortgages, when someone buys a home and they do a 30-year mortgage, they get a 30-year rate. Are we lending, are we giving people 20-year rates? No. Yeah. From our side, on the commercial side, you know, standard rates, five years, uh, you know, but you might see some, right now, you may see some two-year rates, you may see some three-year rates, but really, including us, most banks on the community side aren't going more than five years. So why would you get, why would you push someone to a one or two or three-year rate right now? You know, right now, obviously, there's, you know, there's a lot of talk about what's going to happen from an interest rate standpoint. I don't think anyone envisioned, everyone knew rates were going to go up, but I don't know anyone envisioned that they were going to go up so, you know, so fast. Uh, They went up about 500 basis points in a short period of time. So what people are starting to think about and projecting out is our rates going to come down. So, you know, as we are looking at new deals, honestly, you know, we're looking at, you know, some deals and some borrowers that are asking for one year money or two year money because, Right now that, you know, that deal probably is in the mid sevens, two years from now, maybe it's in the mid sixes, but who knows? But ultimately what you're starting to see is borrowers thinking through the curve and starting to look at maybe in a few years from now, the rates will be less. Yeah. And you mentioned the curve, what an awful curve it is, right? It's a curve should be positively sloped and it's negatively sloped. So we're actually borrowing at a higher rate than what we're, you know, we can lend at. In some instances. And so that that creates a real problem for us, but that's that's something we have to deal with. So if you're lending for five years on commercial real estate, so let's go back to 2018, five years ago. What were loans priced at on average in on, 2018? On average, probably right around 4%. Right. And, and we had some lower than that, hopefully not a lot of lower than that, but we had some, you know, probably down to three and a quarter, three and a half. We may have had a few four and a quarter, four and a half, but on average, we were right around 4%. So now those those interest rates expire in 2023. And what are, you know, what are rates looking like now? Seven and a quarter, seven and a half is really what you're seeing at this point. So 300 basis point increase for that same borrower. Now, you know, what do you, what do we do to try to work with them? You know, look, from our side, we'll look at it and say, how can we help? So is there a way that, you know, again, maybe we don't have the whole relationship. So is there a way that we can increase the deposit base as we've talked? 
Or is there a way that we can talk to them about other products and services? And if we can get other products and services out of it, you know, ultimately maybe that rate, you know, that's borrowing, you know, used to borrow at 4%, that probably should be at seven and a quarter. Maybe we can make it seven or maybe we can make it 675 by trying to expand the rest of the relationship. And and general, generally speaking, if you go back to the underwriting on the loan, we go with lower loan the values. We always get guarantors or most of the time. We want a good solid debt coverage ratio. And so that allows you to to be priced up a little bit, right? But we want to be fair to the customer. So, you know, I think that's a generous thing that when incoming loans might be at seven and a quarter, but we have someone repricing from five years ago from, you know, three and a half, it's tough to take them up to seven and a quarter, but find some middle ground, right? Yeah, I think that's a key component to what you said is when we're underwriting loans and, you know, every bank should be doing this, but some aren't. But when we're underwriting loans, if you're underwriting that to a 4% rate and it really just works or it's barely break even or maybe even a 110 cash flow, you know, on a 4% rate, that's not good enough. So what you need to do is make sure that that borrower is putting more money in. Maybe the loan amount has to come down a little bit because we have to stress our loan portfolio just like they would in their their lines of business. Absolutely. So again, not to keep going back to the same question, but over the last 18 months, how has the commercial real estate business been? How's the activity and you know the amount of requests that we have from customers? Still very strong. You know, the, the largest activity and probably the strongest segment is in that multifamily segment right now. Right. Because there's, there's like, as you mentioned earlier, there's a lack of inventory. So developers still are still doing a lot of projects, particularly in around uh, major metropolitan areas like Philadelphia. We get a lot of our activity down there, right? Absolutely. You know, look, as home belt buyers and home builders, you know, really see that, uh, you know, that segment maybe has slowed a little bit. What you're going to see is a lot more, you know, lease space or rental space. So, you know, a lot of developers have moved into that multifamily segment. So, Scott, I think Scott's message to Kevin O'Leary is, you know, if there are banks across the country that aren't lending, send their customers and prospects our way because we're active. We have deposit. We're growing our deposits, by the way. We didn't really mention that, but how are we doing it through the first six months? These are all published numbers. So, yeah, we're doing great. Again, from a deposit standpoint, we you know we take a lot of pride in growing both sides of the balance sheet. So we've spent a lot of time today talking about the lending side, but the deposit side, even though it's a you know it's a brutal market right now, and I say that because you know again talking about the loan rates, you know, a couple of years ago, deposit rates, you know, were virtually nothing, you know, the money market rate on average was probably a half, you know, half a point at best, you know, and today those rates are now in the threes and fours. So it's a lot more active market. Organic growth wise through the first six months, annualized north of 10% on deposits. Yes. So, you know, again, I keep beating on Kevin O'Leary, but he predicted a, you know, run on banks and, you know, move your money out of community banks. But that's not what we're seeing. We're actually growing our deposits. No, we're seeing a lot of money move into our bank for sure. Right. And I think that that's because you have a team of how many calling officers across the state? Yes. 70, 80? Absolutely. We have 49 retail locations, you know, across the state of Pennsylvania and obviously now in New Jersey, along with, you know, along with those retail teams, we have full service cash management team in every market and every region that we're in. And then your lending group, which, you know, our lenders are charged with getting deposits too. So, you know, it's a per- pretty good uh, cycle for us. So, you know, that's it, Kevin O'Leary. We love you, man. But, you know, <laughs> disagree with a couple of the things you say, and I'll probably agree with a couple of the things you said, but 
MidPen Bank is open for business. We're gathering deposits. We're making loans. We're supporting our community. We talked about that during the last podcast. You know, it's going to be a challenging year. We know that uh, just based upon the the yield curve and what that does to our net interest margin, which is our lifeblood. But, you know, we'll, we will persist and we will continue to do the things that have kind of been our calling card, which is getting deposits, making loans and supporting that community. All right, Scott, anything else? No, appreciate you having me. You bet. My pleasure. And Scott, thank you for uh, setting up another great podcast and we'll see you in a couple of weeks. Not sure what the uh, subject matter will be, but I think it might be workforce development. It's a great topic. Absolutely. Okay. Thank you for listening to the MidPen Bank podcast. We'd love to hear from you. Send us an email at podcast at midpenbank.com or connect with us on social media. We're on LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, and X, formerly known as Twitter. If you'd like to learn more about MidPen Bank, head over to our website, www.midpenbank.com. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, Amazon, or anywhere great podcasts are found. References in this podcast to MidPen are to MidPen Bancorp, Inc., and its subsidiaries and affiliates. This podcast expresses the views of its participants and may not represent the views of MidPen or its officers and employees. In addition, these views are subject to change without notice, and MidPen has no duty or obligation to update the information contained in this podcast. This podcast is being made available for informational purposes only and should not be used for any other purposes. You are encouraged to consult with competent legal, tax, accounting, or investment professionals before engaging in any financial transaction. MidPen does not make any warranties as to the accuracy or completeness of the information in this podcast, does not endorse any third-party companies, products, or services, and assumes no liability for your use of this information. Forward-looking statements should not be considered guarantees or predictions of future events. This podcast is the sole property of MidPen and may not be copied, reproduced, republished, or posted in whole or in part in any form without prior written consent of MidPen.